Hi, everyone. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to preface the episode by letting you know that we will not be talking about COVID-19 today as a disease. Instead, we wanted to devote our full discussion to the transformative impact of globalized medical care, which began well before the pandemic and will continue well after it abates. We do have a full episode on how Cleveland Clinic and hospitals around the world responded to COVID-19, and I encourage you to check that one out. But for now, thanks and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Caring for Tomorrow, a podcast series from the Washington Post brand studio and Cleveland Clinic that explores the changes, challenges, shifts, and solutions that are defining the future of healthcare. We will examine some of the issues facing the system as well as the advances that are transforming it for the better. Along the way, you will hear how leaders in healthcare like Cleveland Clinic are using innovation to improve patient care for people everywhere. Hi, this is Joan London. I am a journalist and author and health and wellness advocate, so I am so happy to be here today as your host and moderator. Joining us today for the discussion on globalized medical care is CEO and president of Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Tomislav Mahaljevich, and we welcome you to the show, doctor. You know, let's start with the basic, because I don't know if everybody understands what globalized medical care even means. What it means is that Cleveland Clinic is trying to reach as many patients as possible throughout the globe with the quality and experience of, of care that we know how to provide. There is an astonishing fact that uh, the health trends that we are seeing in the United States today are not really unique to the United States. Those are worldwide trends. Of course, there are some specific differences that are present in each country, each geographical locations, but by and large, healthcare trends are global. So as we venture, venture outside North America, we learn a lot about the trends. We uh, interact with our colleagues. The knowledge flows in both directions. But what is probably the most exciting lesson that we've learned as we ventured abroad as the organization is a transformational power that great healthcare has to the lives of many communities. That is just inspirational. Well, you headed up Cleveland Clinic in Abu Dhabi, so you have experienced this firsthand. When and why did Cleveland Clinic first decide to expand into international outposts? We expanded for the first time as we learned that our neighbors in Canada were increasingly seeking Cleveland Clinic care. Our next outpost on a much larger scale was in a different location. It was in the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. How was that decision made? For many, many years, we have been taking care of many patients who came from the United Arab Emirates and from the Middle East. And we have learned about their needs and about the lack of health care in their country. The founder of the United Arab Emirates once he experienced the Cleveland Clinic quality of care, decided to share that experience with his own people and invited Cleveland Clinic to come to the UAE. That is really how our journey in the United Arab Emirates started many years ago. Cleveland Clinic in London will open uh, on our centennial, 2021. We're very, very excited about it. And what brought that decision about? Well, we've been looking for the opportunity to establish our presence in London for quite some time, and that for several reasons. 
First of all, uh, obviously it's an English-speaking country, and just like United Arab Emirates, which is very important, it's the country that has an established public health care systems. There is a country with an abundant talent, but also a country when we believe that our model of care, where we work as a team to provide a highly coordinated, highly complex care, something that is needed in the United Kingdom, and we believe that we can complement the existing system. And lastly, London is one of the most international cities in the world, the one that is easy to access and one that gives us a platform to serve people from all over. And of course, then where are you going next? Well, we are going to go next to China. China is a growing market that has a an absolutely remarkable needs for a coordinated and team-based healthcare that Cleveland Clinic offers. So we are very excited about the collaboration that we have established with Louie Medical in Shanghai. So as a healthcare system like Cleveland Clinic decides to become more internationalized, what are the challenges that come along with that? There are always challenges wherever, whenever we grow, but a Cleveland Clinic is always committed to grow responsibly. We want to be absolutely certain that we provide the same experience and the same quality of care in every Cleveland Clinic location, domestically and internationally. So what is that thought process like? How do you make those decisions responsibly? Well, first, we look for the right partner. We understand that as we venture internationally, that we have to find the partners who are going to help us understand the needs of their environment, but also who are going to help us to support a phenomenal effort. It is all long-term efforts and the commitments that we make to those communities. So that is, the, that is the first step. The second step for us as an organization is to be absolutely certain that we uphold Cleveland Clinic standards in every location. And in order to do so, we always commit our full effort, meaning that very many of our own caregivers here in the United States typically go to new locations and new places and start those new ventures. I was one of them in the United Arab Emirates where I lived and worked for six and a half years. There's always a challenge to reproduce the quality and experience of Cleveland Clinic care 7,000 miles away from Cleveland, Ohio. But interestingly, as we embarked on this journey to reproduce Cleveland Clinic in distant locations, we have learned that not only that is possible, but that we do not only enrich the environment in which we establish Cleveland Clinic's presence, but those environment enrich us as an organization as well. We have found a phenomenal source of young or established medical talent the professionals who have embraced Cleveland Clinic ethos, even though they have never visited Cleveland, very many of them do not know how to, wouldn't know how to find Cleveland on a map, yet they, our system of care and our patient-centered care that we provide and our culture, most importantly, Cleveland Clinic culture, resonates so powerfully and positively with healthcare professionals from all over the world. It has been an absolutely wonderful experience. You also have to take into account, I guess, the local culture. And how does that play into the health care that you provide in that foreign country? I have to say, uh, when we went to United Arab Emirates, we were absolutely aware that we have to adjust the way that we provide care to local customs in a local culture. And that is the fact for any 
foreign environment in which we serve. However, I will say that the differences, the cultural differences are not nearly, nearly as wide and as broad as one would assume. Every person confronting an illness has same needs, regardless in the culture or location in which they reside. They do recognize compassionate care. They do recognize basic human kindness, and they truly do appreciate the competency. The universal nature of human suffering does not dictate us to provide medical care differently in different locations. I practice the same way in Abu Dhabi as I did in Switzerland or in Boston or Cleveland. Human suffering is unfortunately or fortunately the very uniform phenomenon and people respond in every location and every culture equally well to a compassionate and competent care. So how do these like brick and mortar outposts like Cleveland Clinic London contribute to this organization's broader mission? Oh, it contributes in very many ways. First, it obviously helps us take care of the patients in need, yeah. first and foremost, <laughs> and provide care. But they also help us spread Cleveland Clinic's mission in education. We are very passionate about the fact that uh, we have a responsibility to educate those future caregivers and in research as well. And then our physical presence in London is already allowing us to establish the research links between Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic in general, and a very rich research environment in the United Kingdom. And we at the Cleveland Clinic measure our success by the number of the lives that we touch and the amount of suffering that we relieve from our patients and their families. So for us, as I said, growth is is an ethical imperative. It really is. We strongly feel, feel about this. It's not a business imperative. We are a nonprofit organization. We do not gain any, any benefit other than, than a satisfaction uh, in fulfilling our mission as we grow. And of course, with hospitals come hospital workers. And we're not only seeing people travel globally across international borders to receive care, we also now have kind of the emigration of all these healthcare providers. So what comes along with that? Well, there are many opportunities when it comes to the migration of healthcare providers. I can speak from, from personal experience, born and raised in, in Croatia, trained in Switzerland, uh, United States, and actually now, obviously, living and working in the United States. Healthcare is an international profession. There is going to be a global shortage of healthcare workers. Estimated 15 million healthcare workers will be needed in addition to the existing workforce in the next 15 years. What comes with that is that very many people uh, seek their professional opportunities if they happen to be in healthcare or work in healthcare outside of their home countries. We have to find uh, different resources, but we also as healthcare providers have to reorganize our ways that we provide care. We have to use different organizational pattern, meaning we have to rely on the fact that the healthcare is a team sport that is not just being provided by physicians, but a lot of healthcare can be equally well or better provided by different healthcare providers, nurses, nurse practitioners, and so on. We also have to use different tools to provide healthcare so that we can scale up the expertise of our physicians in ways that we haven't been able in traditional way. Digital technology is what I'm speaking about. So I'm very excited about the fact that I think with these new tools and new ways that we approach healthcare in general, I think that it will be able to overcome the projected shortages of healthcare workforce. What role do all the virtual health 
technologies, which are just mind-boggling, play in the clinic's effort to share ideas and reach more patients and get them engaged in the healthcare field. Geography becomes less relevant and allows us also to scale up the effort that Cleveland Clinic puts in, in for betterment of our patients day, every, every single day. That is really a, a phenomenal opportunity to, to do more good. That's what digital technology will help us achieve. So we have to find a ways to use the technology to scale up our ability to provide that type of a quality of care to as many fellow Americans as possible. We're always going to be there for patients when they become ill. But the real transformation lies in the fact that we want to become a lifelong partners in a journey of health and wellness for our patients and their families. And in order to do that, I believe that the digital technology will play a very, very important role. Give me a few examples of how digital technologies the Cleveland Clinic is already employing uh, and how it enables the clinic just to treat more patients really all around the globe. Digital technology is a phenomenally exciting tool, but it is still only a tool. We will never replace a human touch in medicine, but it will allow us to reach more patients at a more convenient times in, in different locations more effectively. And we're very excited about the potential that it offers. We believe that in five years, more than 50%, more than a half of doctor's visits will be replaced by some kind of digital interaction between the provider and a patient. And even today, we're applying digital technologies in other spheres of medicine. For example, every single intensive care unit bed at the Cleveland Clinic that has numerous hospitals throughout the world is monitored through a single location. Every patient who requires the monitor of brain activity is monitored through a single location. And that allows us to use the technology to scale up very unique competencies and offer them effectively to the largest number of people possible. I can tell you're a big thinker. What's in the future? How do you see globalized medicine changing healthcare five, 10 years down the road? I, I think I'm firmly convinced there's never been a better time for healthcare than it is today. We've never had more knowledge. We've never had better tools to distribute that knowledge to the benefit of our patients. We have never had more brilliant minds occupying themselves with our healthcare. So I'm very optimistic about healthcare. Technology is going to be a big enabler. It will never remove a human touch. But a combination of both would allow us, and this is my sincere hope and aspiration, to even out the disparities in equality and access to healthcare that we're experiencing today. This is really a mandate for all of us who are passionate about healthcare. The mandate is to provide the highest possible quality and experience of care for all who are in the need of healthcare. So we always end our, our episodes with, if you remember one thing, so what is that one thing that you want listeners today to remember about globalized medicine? I believe that the globalized medicine is probably the most noble trend that I can think of today in the world. I firmly believe in a healthcare diplomacy in a power of goodness and a power of healthcare to change human lives and to positively contribute to every society on this globe. The harder we try and the more effort we put in order to uh, expand the healthcare to people globally, the better this planet will be. And that is incredibly 
heartening to hear. Doctor, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And we thank everyone else for listening today. Please be sure to join us for our next episode on medical tourism. If you like hearing for tomorrow, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.